Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. So glad you're here with us tonight on this Christmas Eve, celebrating the arrival of Jesus, God's gift for you. So welcome, especially to our guests. We're honored that you're here. Welcome to those who will be watching later online. Uh, I want to invite you, uh, all of you, to our uh, one service tomorrow, just a 915 service, uh, a nice, concise service. The children will have their own programming, but they'd love to see you here tomorrow morning at 915. Do you guys remember when it wasn't winter? That was awesome, wasn't it? It's a little Chris Farley there. Uh, well, let me encourage us all, uh, you know, regardless of the weather, and we know some of you got, got dinner, you know, maybe uh, warming up, and, and there's so much more going on later tonight. And of course, we have tomorrow and the presents, you know, all those things. But let's set everything aside and spend the next few minutes this Christmas Eve celebrating the arrival of God's gift of Jesus to you. Now, if you're a parent, you know the routine. You're awakened by the little pitter-patter of little feet, um, and then they're right there in your face in the middle of the night, and a little one is woken up from a, a bad dream and asks if they can climb into bed with you. And so you let him in, of course, and uh, after they settle down in this one mom's case, as the little boy was just about to fall back to sleep, he asked, Mom, is it okay that I dream again? And maybe you're wondering the same. Maybe this Christmas season has come with much Christmas cheer. I mean, it's just been an awesome year for you and yours. Happy times, nothing but great memories. But for the rest of us, it's been a more difficult year. There's some sadness that comes as we reflect on this past year and as Christmas arrives this year. You know, there's much that can take one's sleep away. Maybe it's a separation from a loved one. Maybe it's not making the cut or making the team this time or making the grades. Maybe it's a broken promise or a broken relationship. Maybe the offer was rejected or the proposal was turned down. Maybe you thought that you'd get the promotion or that this would be the year that the child would come. Maybe you thought that things would be so much better by now. And you're wondering, Lord, is it okay if I dream again? Can I dream again that good things will come my way? The heart of Christmas has the answer to that question. For in the manger lies the answer. So let's turn our hearts to the one in the manger, because the one in the manger proves to us, number one, that God's not finished with you. God's not finished with you. Look at Matthew chapter 1. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. Now Joseph has been faithful to God's desires for he and Mary in their betrothal. Uh, he hasn't jumped the gun. And now his fiancée, Mary, is pregnant. Now, this is not good news for Joseph. Her loyalty to him is now questionable, and he must call off the marriage. Now, if you or I could have had a word with Joseph, right? I mean, we live this side of the manger, this side of the cross and the empty tomb. We can see that his supposed bad news will soon turn into great news that God is still up to something. He's not done yet. 
Mary's angel, we could tell him, would tell them, particularly her, but then ultimately to them, that nothing is impossible for God. And God's not done writing your story either. Would you let the baby in the manger remind you of the same tonight? God's not done with your story. He's not done with you yet. He has more for you. Now, there are many around you, uh, maybe in your family, maybe friends, some even here tonight, uh, that are crafters or they're woodworkers. Maybe they work with jellies and candles, those kinds of things. In your mind, would you go with me? Let's venture into one of their shops, into one of their sheds, and you'll see, would you not, that there are many unfinished works lying about. Uh, lumber that's been cut down to size, waiting for the precision cuts to come later. There might be some jars. They're all lined up, decorated, but they're unfilled. There's some uh, Santa Clauses um, and some uh, snowmen. They've been sanded down, yet to be painted. It would be silly for us to point out, you know, these aren't finished yet. You know, you don't have the handles on that one yet. You haven't painted that one yet. That one's yet to be sanded. You need to put it all together. I mean, just so you know. Well, all around you are unfinished masterpieces in the hand of God. All of creation is his studio. You are somewhere along in that process. And he's not finished with you yet. He sees you. He cares about you. He knows Nothing is too hard or beyond his reach for you. It may be tough going today. Doesn't mean that tomorrow will be for those who are his own. Every event, every action is all part of the unfolding story of God's grace to you. Look at Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. It's the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork. We are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. God's handiwork. Some translations say God's masterpiece or God's workmanship. The idea is that he wants to take you as he's working with you, and he wants to put you on display for all to see. So would you turn to your right and to your left then? Would you say these words, God wants to show you off. God wants to show you off. See, that's the testimony of Scripture. Look at Philippians chapter 1 where we're told, He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Again, 1 John chapter 3, dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him. And again, Jeremiah chapter 29, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. He wasn't finished with Joseph, just like he's not finished with you. We left Joseph in the midst of that bad news, if you would. But listen to the good news then that the angel brings to him. Look at verse 20 now. But after he had considered this, Joseph, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her 
is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. God wasn't finished yet. And so from bad news to the greatest of all news, he will save his people from their sins. So here tonight, God's not finished with you. Also here tonight from the one who was in the manger, you are not alone. You are not alone. Now, is it freaking anyone else out that, I mean, you won't, may not even have your phone on. You're not interacting with your phone. And it's just sitting there and you have this conversation. And what happens tomorrow? In your news feed, in your um, social feed, or even in a, 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 a buying feed where you where we buy things, all of a sudden here's these suggestions that come up recommending, hey, buy this product. We have a recommendation for you. And they just lay it out there, right? Is that happening? And, you know, it, it, it's kind of freaky, but, you know, if, if it's your wife's phone and you're talking about the new bass boat that would just be awesome this year, I, I, I'll let you know if that work, works or not. But Joseph wasn't alone, and neither are you in all the right ways. Look now again at verse 22. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. You see, Joseph isn't left to his own devices to solve his problems. Heaven is on this. The Holy Spirit, angels, and all the promises of God. And what does God expect of Joseph in all of this? Only that he simply trust and obey, knowing that help was on the way. Do you feel you're all alone? That God doesn't see your situation? That God can't reach down from heaven to care for you? Just look into the manger, the one who is God with us, God with you. He has come. God hears you. He sees you. He cares for you. You are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. They will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Joseph and Mary trusted God to do his work. Would you? You say, well, they had an angel speak to them, right? Well, you have an angelic messenger sent to you this evening. That's me, by the way. Or, or at least, at least I can tell you what the angel told them, which we're to hear then again ourselves. Look at Matthew chapter 1. We're told, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. To Mary, Luke chapter 2, do not be afraid. I bring you good, excuse me, do not be afraid, Mary. And then Luke chapter 2, to, to the shepherds, the angel said, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And then Jesus himself says this, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. Do not be afraid to dream again. 
that God's best days for you and yours are ahead of you. Do not be afraid because the Lord is not through with you yet. He's still working. He gives us this commission, Matthew 28, go, make disciples as you are going to all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. He is always with you. You are never alone. You see, baby Jesus is a true headline of the day. It's christ must, not santa must, not gift must, but christ must. No one can help you like Jesus can. No one can save you like Jesus can. No one loves you like Jesus does. Why don't you let him love you? Let him give you the greatest gift of all, salvation and the right relationship with God. Welcome Jesus into your life this Christmas. Lastly, Jesus will return for you. That's what the baby in the manger tells us, that Jesus will return for you. You know, right before Jesus and as he finishes his mission that he was sent on, as he goes to the cross, then he defeats their sin and death for you. He gave this promise. John chapter 14 records it. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. So because of the manger and then the cross, the open tomb, the great commission then to all of the church, to his ascension, we now are in the last days. The next great event in God's story is the return then of Jesus Christ. Jesus himself said, it's recorded in Revelation 22, look, I am coming soon. My reward is with me and I will give to each person according to what they have done. Scripture also testifies, Hebrews chapter 9 tells us, so Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many, and he will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. Jesus came quietly that first Christmas in Bethlehem. On his return, Scripture tells us, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, that the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Now he's referring that when a child of God, when a follower of Christ dies, their spirit immediately goes to the presence of the Lord. The body then we place in the grave. But here Jesus is saying in the verses right before that, that when I come, I will bring with me all those who have died and gone before us in the Lord, their spirits. And as they come, then their bodies will rise first. Their spirit will reunite now with a new glorified body. And he's saying those who have died first, that will happen to them first. But then he goes on to say, verse 17, after that, we who are still alive 
and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Now, on that first Christmas, few noticed at his next coming, Revelation 1 tells us, look, he's coming with the clouds and every eye will see him. In Bethlehem, the wise men, when they get there, Matthew chapter 2 tells us they see the Christ child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and they worshiped him. On Jesus' return, Philippians 2 tells us that every knee is going to bow in heaven and on earth and even under the earth. You see, there's so much more to this life than just this life and more than we have even imagined or dreamed of that awaits us, and that gives us God's hope. Now, that kind of hope is not my hope that the phone's going to come through and I'm going to get that bass boat. Completely different kind of hope. God's hope, biblical hope, that's talked about here, it's yours. It's guaranteed by the promise of God. You just haven't received it yet, but it's already yours, and it's waiting for you. Some of you have celebrated many, many cold Christmases. I'm not talking about the wind chill or the temperature outside. I'm talking about cold Christmases of the Spirit. You've carried many burdens and broken hearts, and you'd give anything to see again those who have gone ahead of you. And you wonder, does God really see me? Does he really care for me? Is he going to come for me? Well, let me guarantee you, it's closer now than it's ever been. We're one Christmas closer. So let me ask you this question. If you knew Jesus was returning tomorrow on this Christmas day, how would you feel right now? Would you be ready? Would you be confident and ecstatic? Or would you be maybe a little bit afraid? Or uncertain? Or unsure? I urge you to take care of that now. Confess your need for a Savior. Trust in Jesus for his death on the cross as all the payment that your sins are needed, that's needed for your sins against God. Allow him to wash all your sins away in your baptism. Now, that's offered for you even tonight between our services, if you desire. But also, what what a great Christmas gift it would be if you would come and do it tomorrow. Have your sins then washed away. Then, with all confidence, you'll be ready to face Jesus face to face, face, either on his coming for you in your death, taking you then to be where he is, or just as ready if we behold him with our own eyes here on the earth as he breaks through the clouds and comes for us to take us home with him to heaven. So as you trust Jesus, as you obey and follow him as your Savior, all those fears will have been taken care of. Heaven is God's ultimate answer to all your hurts, to all your pains, all that would keep you up or would wake you up at night. One last question tonight. If Jesus does come tomorrow, what would you do tonight? What would you do tomorrow until Jesus arrived? What would you do? Well, then do it. Go ahead. Make sure that all you come in contact with, your family, your friends, know that you love them. And then continue in our worship tonight and in prayers. And be sure to tell others.
or the Christ follower, your past is forgiven. Your past is forgiven. Would you say with me, I'm forgiven? I'm forgiven. As a Christ follower, your future has been settled. It's settled. It's a done deal. Would you say with me, it's settled. It's settled so that you can enjoy living in the present. So that you can enjoy living in the present. Let's say, I'm going to enjoy the present. I'm going to enjoy the present. How many of you have seen the Christmas movie classic, Elf? Have you seen it yet this year? Anybody this year? Maybe tonight or tomorrow? Yeah, or, or I've seen it, you know, anytime. Well, let, let me tell you about it. There's a, uh, uh, I was going to say a little elf, but he seems to be pretty big on the TV set. Uh, Buddy the Elf. Buddy the Elf. He leaves the North Pole, and somehow he makes it to New York City to work at the uh, Gimbel's store. Uh, department store. And there's a scene where Buddy the Elf is talking with the floor manager, and Buddy's always smiling. He's just always smiling. And so the manager says to him, why are you smiling like that? And he says, I just like to smile. Smile's my favorite. And, And the manager says, make work your favorite. That's your favorite, okay? Work is your new favorite. And he just keeps smiling. And then the manager says to the crowd, they're all buying toys, that kind of thing. He says, it's time for an announcement. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. And Buddy yells out, Santa, Santa here, I know him. Not I know about him or I've heard about him. He says, I know him. And the question tonight is, do you know Jesus? Do you know him? Does he know you? I'm here to tell you tonight, if you know Jesus, he can bring you an an eternal joy that will take you all the way to heaven. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you, the angel said, is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And it's not based on any of us deserving this. It's all by God's grace and by his great love. He loves you so much. He brought you here this night. He brought you to the service to encourage you that if you look to him, if you open your heart to him, he will move, he will act in your life to bless you. Maybe it'll be spiritually. Maybe it'll be financially or physically. Maybe it's relationally. Maybe it'll be something at work, something in your home, something at school. The good news is, that the God that is Emmanuel, God with us, has brought you here tonight to change your trajectory of your life. He wants to do it, if you will, if you open your heart to him and invite him to do it. God loves you. Doesn't matter what you've done in the past. Doesn't matter what your reputation is or how you earned it. It doesn't matter where you're from or if other people accept you or not. God loves you, and he sent Jesus here to save you. He loves you. He's inviting you to meet Jesus because he can save you, and that will change everything. May we all be looking for Jesus. Amen? Amen. I'm going to pray here in a moment, and uh, I'm going to ask you,
Uh, we don't always do this if the worship team wants to come. Uh, we don't always do this, but I'm going to ask. Sometimes when I, I know when someone is praying, you know, a congregational type of prayer, our minds kind of wander because we're not the one praying. But in this one, would, would you do this? If, if, if you would, would you raise your hand? Now, you don't have to reach to the heavens. Some of you would love to do that. Others, maybe if you just lift it just a little bit. What, what you'll be saying as I pray is, Lord, don't miss me. Don't miss me. I want to welcome you. Uh, welcome you into my life this Christmas. I, I need and I want your blessing. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you're a God who sees and a God who cares to the point that you've given your son for each of us. And so we thank you for this gift of Jesus and with him salvation, that our lives can be made right in your sight, that we can enjoy your presence and your blessings uh, while we're on this earth. And Lord, knowing that uh, it, this life is so short and eternity is awaiting us all and so long, we thank you that you have done all that's needed in sending your son that as we follow him, we can live with you forever in heaven. What a gift, what a blessing. So I thank you for all those, Lord, who need a blessing, who are turning to you even now, and for anyone, Lord, for the first time that may be turning to you, that they would receive you and open their heart, follow after you then, and, and uh, obtain salvation. And what a blessing. Being brought into the family of God, uh, what a gift. What a true blessing from you. We all ask this in the name of Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.